Welcome to the Let It Rip Podcast, your go-to source for everything music industry and rock and roll related. And now, for your host, Ron Jones! Boys and girls, we are back. Man, oh man, oh man, we are back. We're here at the Let It Rip podcast. I'm in the studio with my man, Jaws. Also on the phone, we have the powerful and attractive Mr. Mike Moon. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, just living the dream, living the dream. Living the dream. Try not to stay iced in. We actually, yeah, electricity fired up today. So, yeah, it was about noon today. It, it almost been a week. It'd be a week tomorrow. <laughs> they knew that the damn podcast was going to happen tonight, man. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they better hook us. A strong force happened to intervene there. Yeah. And also from Nashville, Tennessee, the one and only, my buddy, Mr. Josh Groves is in the house. How you doing, Josh? How are you doing, Josh? Josh is joining us. I'm doing good. There he is. How are you doing? Living the dream. Uh, I'm down the road from you, so you know what the weather's like in Tennessee right now, and it's freaking gorgeous. It's going it was oh man! Beautiful today. Wore shorts. The sun was shining. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, all right. Well, hey guys. Uh, since we did the last podcast, you know, I did the interview with Eight Ball. By the way, there's a camera plane over here and it's looking at me, so I'm gonna wait for a second. Um, I'm sporting my Eight Ball shirt right here. Very cool. Real quick, I want to touch on Eight Ball too, guys. Uh, I know I've talked to both of y'all about it. It was a real fun interview. Also. Everybody might have been caught off guard, but 8-Ball has this new album called Love Struck, and they started recording videos for it. And so one night, Val Bats got hold of me, and he said, hey, we got this new video coming out. It's called You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, and um, we want to see what you guys think about it. And Mike, I think you were in the same boat I was when you and I both saw that video for the first time. I think being shocked was probably at the top of the list. That song and that video was so awesome. And I was so proud of the guys on that. I mean, wouldn't you agree? No, it was very cool. But the sad thing is, there's no MTV. We've got YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Tell there's me about no it. MTV. There's nothing. There's no really an outlet for them. And I feel bad, you know, I, and, but I don't know what to do. You know, no, none of us know what to do. We meet, we've talked about that. Right, what are you going right. to do to save rock and roll? To put everybody back out there again. Right. Most people go on YouTube. That's it. Exactly right. And you know what? And I was talking to Val and to Greg and some other guys about it too. With their type of band, I mean, they have to play live. That's what they do. That's how that band is set up. That's what the equipment's for. That's how they write their songs. And um, sure, I've know. seen them. Sure, I've seen them. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. And Josh will agree. We've seen them live. So yeah, that's right. Yep. Rock and pot. It seems like a million flipping years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it'll Lord. happen again. It will, it will. Hey, anyway, guys, real quick, you know, throw 8-Ball some support. They're a great band. You can go to www.8ballrocks.com, check out their videos, stuff about their album CDs, buy on the guys, and uh, so anyway. No, I love them. I love them. I've been trying to share a lot of their stuff, too. Honestly, I love it. It's good, hard, solid rock and roll, man, and they're trying to, you know, bust right. the balls, make it happen. Right. And right. Uh, one thing to add there, I think I saw that their new album is currently on like your, your major platforms now, yes, like they Apple do. and they Spotify That's and right. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Great point. So y'all check out those in support for the local acts, man. And now, unfortunately, I'm going to bring this up. And I think this subject has probably been overdone 
from one side of a, the world to the other, but there's no way we're not going to talk about it. And Mike and Jaws and Josh, all of you are probably in harmony with this, that we lost, not only did we lose a revolutionary guitarist, I almost felt like I lost part of my childhood when Eddie Van Halen died. You know, Ron, me and you are pretty close to the same age. I remember the first time I heard Unchained on the radio here. It was like, oh my God, if I could play a guitar like that, I would never leave the house. Right. And then I'll go back and I'll say, you know, uh, of course it changed over the years. If we want to talk a little bit about Eddie and Van Halen years, it changed a little bit. You know, when Pound Cake came out, the beginning of that song, mm-hmm. wow, 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 that's amazing, dude. And he <laughs> made that, yeah, with the power drill. Right, that's right, guy, he sure did. The thing about the guy is he was so in love with his acts he would take him to the crapper with him and sit in there and write songs. I mean, I can see it. We all in, are guilty of sitting there looking at Doing something to myself. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but he's in there writing songs. Right. You know? And I he had that kind of, and that's your own years. And one other thing I want to say about Eddie Van Halen, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but when Dimebag died, he uh, was a big fan of this. I don't know if he called it Tiger Stripe or whatever, but that yellow and black guitar. That's right. And, and, and they, they wanted him to give a prototype, and Eddie was like, no, screw that. I'm going to give him. So Dimebag's buried with that with and that. in the kiss coffin. Sure is. So, wow. He sure is. And you know what, Mike? Some And you are close to my age, so, you know, uh, Groves and Josh, y'all won't remember this. When Van Halen first came out in 1978, I will never forget getting a magazine. And Mike, I'm sure you saw the same one I did. I don't know if it was 16 or teen or, or what, what it was. And there was pictures of Kiss, and next to it was pictures of Van Halen. Now, this is in 1978, and people were going, is this the same band? Which now we know how ludicrous that is when you think about it. That was my first introduction to Van Halen's because I saw these pictures, and I went, huh? And I stole my sister's uh, Van Halen album. She had just bought it. And uh, so I went up there and got it. I got my ass kicked for it, but it was worth it. And I remember putting it on my stereo, man. And when Eruption came on, oh my, you know, every song on that first album, Ice Cream Man. I mean, everybody loves that song. I don't care who you are. And, uh, oh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's, and we all kind of fell for it, kind of like we did with the Kiss myth. You know, these guys are all brothers. They all get along and everything. You know, you watch the Panama video, they're having a gas. Right. My first tour to see him was 1984. That was great. I thought, oh, these guys are perfectly gelling. They're getting along. And then, bam, a year or two later, Dave's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, right. And, in fact, when you look at that, you're absolutely right, Mike. The shelf life that Van Halen had with David Lee Roth in the beginning was only seven years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, till yeah, 85. They, and, they uh, couldn't make it happen. They, they just didn't get along. It looked like they did, but they just didn't. And that's why the music was so good, though. <laughs> because you <laughs> had those kind of conflicting personalities, and I think it brought it out, you know, in my opinion, and I saw that a lot of times bands that I worked with, that sometimes that angst and that explosion sometimes leads to great things. Sometimes it leads to lead singers getting booted out of bands, too, but, you know, <laughs> it's all relevant. Hey, uh, Groves, have you ever seen, did you ever see Van Halen in concert with either singer? No. Man. I did not get the opportunity. I, I'm kicking myself. Well, I, okay, I'll take that back. I did have an opportunity once. 
um, I couldn't tell you what year it was, maybe 14, possibly. Um, it was either them or Kiss, and my dumbass picked Kiss. I, okay. <laughs> man, that's a, okay, we understand. I was a young, dumb kid, okay? <laughs> oh, man, I would have gone to sing Kiss, too. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Just saying, though, I mean, I, I wish I would have seen them. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't, get, I, didn't, I didn't do it, so right. kicking myself. And you know that I think one of the most tragic things out of the whole Van Halen situation, and Mike, I remember when I first called you about a year and a half ago, maybe, maybe a little over a year ago, and said, hey, Van Halen's getting back together. I've already talked to people, and this is going to happen. Well, little did we know when you know, what was going on with Eddie and how his health was about to go down. But that's something that's always going to bother me. I'm really glad that all the guys in the band ended up kind of burying the hatchet you know, and keeping it a secret, communicating, you know, from what we understand now, Sammy and Eddie were talking. And then David Lee Roth comes out with a song today, or yesterday, I take it back, that he did with John Five, and it's called Somewhere Over the Rainbow Barn Grill. Have you guys heard it, Mike, Josh, or any of you guys, have any of y'all heard that today? I have not. I've been offline pretty much, you know. That song reminds me of extremely early Van Halen, and it is probably one of the most beautiful songs and one of the most heartfelt songs I have ever heard in my life. And it's David talking about, I mean, he wrote this song six years ago with John Five, which is even more amazing. But this song is distinctly about the four Van Halen guys. And you guys ought to listen to it. It is probably, without a doubt, my number one David Lee Ross song ever right now. Wow. I mean, wow. it's that good. I almost had tears when I listened to it because, Mike, me and you being the age we are and what we've seen, you will absolutely relate to this song so hard it'll blow your mind. Wow. Yeah, I have to check it out for sure as soon as I fall out. <laughs> yeah, I'm right hey for anybody who doesn't know man mike mike's our okie dude and he, he he uh they just they didn't just go through an ice storm man they uh man mother nature bent you all over at the ankles is what happened it happens usually about eight to ten years we'll get something here that'll knock out everything we we're lucky we have a gas fireplace so yeah we slept in the living room a couple nights Jeez, that sounds like Chattanooga, it doesn't it, it it wasn't 20 degrees and it wasn't 100 degrees so it's fine we'll survive Right on. Yeah, it sounds like Chattanooga. About eight, every eight to ten years, something just goes and, you know, knows everything Yeah, down. well, it's, it's 2020. I mean, that's, you know, we're not even done yet. We got an extra hour at it. It's going to be so kick-ass. Right? Right? But, uh, hey, uh, Mike, I think it was you that brought it up, and I just now thought of something. You were talking about Eddie Van Halen. What are your guys's Josh Groves, I don't know if you've listened to it. Wilhelm, I don't know. I listened to it, and it was really hard for me to take. What are your guys's opinions on Van Halen 3 that was fronted by Gary Sharon? Have, have any of y'all listened to it? Go ahead, Josh. You first. Uh, nothing really sticks out to me, but you got to think. I didn't grow up with the original Van Halen or hear the change or nothing like that. I get it as I get it. Right. So my input on this, no, I've got nothing. Yeah. I'm going to join the club. I, I have nothing either. I, Ron, yeah. Ron, I didn't care for Gary Sharon Van Halen, but I will say on the Kiss Cruise, when uh, Extreme was on there with Gary Sharon, mm -hmm. they kicked ass. Now, see, I saw Extreme open for Cinderella back in 1991, and they were an amazing band. Nuno, I thought That's was one totally, of the... it's, And it's totally not my music. I, I never even liked Extreme. But right. when I saw him in the Kiss Cruise, of course, it's a whole different you know, whole atmosphere. Ball games. And right. you're out on the deck right. boat. But yeah, it was, they, they were kick-ass. So. Right. Well, anyway, we're going to miss Eddie Van Halen. Like I said, I mean, Mike and I, we grew up at a time when Eddie Van Halen became the biggest guitar god in the world, hands down. Ron, let's talk about, you know, that 
Alex and Eddie almost came into Kiss. That's right. Yes, they did. They're into yeah, Kiss. and yep. Gene, Gene, was, Gene was the one that got Van Halen the record deal back in 77, 78, whenever the heck it was. And, and that was the time that Ace and Peter... You know, we're about to leave the band or leave the band. And uh, there's a, I'm pretty sure that Eddie Van Halen played on Christine 16. Yep. Or, and got love for I sale, know, too, I know I think. he played on quite a few demos. Right. And we all know, we all should know he did the Beat It guitar solo, yeah. Michael Jackson. I mean, and you know what, on that on that note with Beat It, too, I saw an interview with Eddie Van Halen about eight years ago, maybe nine, talking about the guitar solo for that. And would you believe that Michael Jackson never paid him one dime? He never paid no, he any of the money paid. he was he didn't owed. Get paid. Nope, didn't pay him, man. <laughs> he didn't get paid. He wandered into the studio drunk, and, and they cut it and stole it, and he didn't care. I mean, that's, that's how cool he was. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I know it, isn't that? I mean, one of the biggest songs in history, and he didn't get a dime off of it. No, he didn't care. He did not care, and that's cool. That that speaks a lot about character, right did, there. Did, did you hear the interview he that uh, Craig Gass did that I posted on our on our the Let It Rip page, um, where he's talking about Eddie? Van Halen doesn't want to pay for cable. Yeah, yeah, oh man, cable. that was hysterically funny. I was like, how? That is the epitome of cool right there. And for, for any of y'all that don't know, you can go back and watch the video on the Letter Rip page. But we've got a, uh, an audio on there from Craig Gass, who actually lived in Eddie Van Halen's uh, guest house yeah, for a, a short period too. of time. That's great. Uh, Craig Gass says or tells on one of his shows, he said, the one thing I've always wanted was to have a legal cable. And he goes, that's when I know I've made it. So anyway, uh, the show goes on, and he runs into Eddie Van Halen at the bowling alley, and Eddie goes, so you're the guy that uh, wants a legal cable? And he goes, yeah, and he goes, me too. He goes, I'm rich, but I ain't paying for cable. <laughs> it's like that classic Eddie, man. That was off the hook. Anyway. I love it. All right, Ripsers, we're going to be back here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to be discussing uh, the new ACDC. And a couple of uh, songs that I was listening to the other day uh, gave me some ideas on some bands. So anyway, we will be back here in just a minute. All right, Rippers, we're back once again. I've got Mr. Mike Moon and Josh Groves on the phone, and I'm in here in the studio with Josh Wilhelm. And uh, so, hey, guys, here's something really cool. You know, Sirius Radio is, to me... One of the greatest inventions that's out there right now. Um, I absolutely love Sirius. Mike, I don't know if you have it. Groves, I don't know if you do or not. But some of the music that they play on like Ozzy's Boneyard, um, classic vinyl. You know, classic vinyl was playing nonstop Van Halen for like a week and a half on there, which was absolutely awesome. But anyway, Mike, Mike, this question is going directly to you. There's been a lot of older bands that I've started listening to that either I didn't like their music when I was younger or songs that I'm starting to like didn't hit me back then the way they do now. A couple examples for you. Fast as a Shark from Accept or Rainbow. Rainbow, which is a great band. They got a song called All Night Long that I absolutely love. I've started getting into Ted Nugent again and I wasn't really a big Nugent fan when I was a kid. So my question to you, do you have any bands like that now that you didn't really care for that much when you were younger, but you like them a lot more as you're older now? Um, I can't really think of any because if I like it, I listen to it. Right. I, I like my old Rush. I like my old Van Halen. I like my old Wasp. Um, right on. <laughs> it's just so hard to think of anything. And of course, Dio. I mean, Dio's God. And Dio and Rainbow. If you listen to uh, Rainbow Rising, yeah, right, Rainbow right, Rising, right. that album. 
Yeah, it's like, that's phenomenal music. And, you know, and I told my wife this the other night, we will never live, you know, nobody's ever going to live in a generation where the music was as good as ours. Look at everybody that's right. inspired everything, inspired, you know, I, I hate to throw back to Dimebag again, but Dimebag picked it up because of Ace, because of Eddie, you know. And right. You still got, and I still meet these little kids that a lot of them are liking rock and roll. Right. So... I mean, it's, um, I really don't, I can't think of anybody, and hell, I'm an old Johnny Cash fan. If I start talking about, man, oh, that's so funny. That's that so funny. Again. You're talking about Johnny Cash because yesterday, for the first time in years, I sat down and listened to his whole greatest hits, and just Good. absolutely, just absolutely love every single song on there. It had been a long time since I'd listened to that, and I'm glad you brought that up. Johnny Cash is the man. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> those are those are roots, just like Eddie Van Halen roots. They they have to be laid, and I don't think there's any more roots coming right now. And Mike, you make a great point. When we talk about, and you know, Josh Groves, you and I have talked about it, and you know, Josh, you and I have talked about this too. Mike, the way you put it was, we came through the greatest period of history ever for music that was written, bands, blah blah blah. You're a hundred percent correct. And think about it, Mike. When you and I were ten years old, our mom and dad's music sounded like crap to us. I've got a son. <laughs> I've got a son that's thirty. I got another one that's twenty eight. I got another one that's in his twenties. All the rock and roll they love, all of it. I mean, I mean, I've listened to, I've seen Vince. He'll listen to Pink Floyd. Mark loves Kiss. They love Motley Crue. They love Judas Priest, Dream Theater, uh, Led Zeppelin, Ozzy. You know, there was so much great music that came out, and so many people, especially the younger generation, are all wrapped up in it. Unfortunately, they didn't get to see the live shows when these guys were in their primes. <laughs> a Motley Crue show back then was pretty cool. A Motley Crue show now looks like a Thanksgiving feast when Vince Neil's running around on stage. <laughs> oh, <you> boy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly. I wonder, I wonder if there was a weight limit for those cherry pickers that came out and, like, throw them over the audience, Mike. Remember that? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. They put it, they got to give, you know, it's kind of like a pre-game, pre-fight weigh-in, right? That's what, that's what it's like. Vince, okay. come here. Wait, wait, you got to be under. 190 or you can't ride this thing <laughs> so um let me let me uh, chime in a little bit here because you guys are talking about some of the some of the bands and stuff that you loved when you were growing up and stuff like that and, right you know mike you've said it a couple of times that there's not not anything new but let me just throw this name out there lincoln park man so they uh, they just released like a 20 year anniversary album uh for hybrid theory my son bought that yep and uh, it's just got a lot of cool demos, like live recordings and stuff like that. But I mean, that's my generation. And uh, Josh, you're probably kind of the same. Were you a Lincoln Park fan at all? Not really. Uh, growing up, I mean, I was country, 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 just because I'd live on a farm. So gotcha. believe it or not, yes. And so the the whole rock and roll thing started with me when I was like 15, which was only like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but now I. Not so much. I mean, I, I listen to them now, yeah. time to time. Okay, so when you, you know, were younger, you know, if, you, Charles, if, if, if we want to throw something out about Linkin Park, to me, it's like kind of that music just it just changed everything. It's so many overdubs and samples, you know, and it sounds a little bit good live. I've tried to watch a little bit of their stuff live, but, you know, it, it, and that's the same thing about Disturbed. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Disturbed fan. 
Right. You know, but it's but there's so much overdubs and so much I don't know. It's it, it's different. It's not the same as it was when you heard. And you know, my, my son got me into Lincoln Park. Now I'd heard of him, but it really wasn't my cup of tea at first. But in 2003, I don't remember if he played the song for me or if he got the single for me or what. But he said, "Dad, check this out." And the song was "Breaking the Habit," and yeah. I can remember feeling inside of me that song and going wow i mean the combination mike like you said the samples and but the drums and there was just tremendous power in chester's vocals yeah and yeah i I became a fan huge fan my son and i were going to go see him live at the gorge in washington where it's where it could be our next big trip and then chester killed himself yeah so Josh, you said you don't listen to uh, a lot of Lincoln Park or anything like that, but I mean, what are your thoughts on all this as far as like uh, older bands, newer bands? I mean, what's your thought about all of it? Uh, Ron, Mark, uh, you were talking about how you know you're wondering me and Josh think about uh, these newer bands and the newer stuff they're putting out, or listening to these older bands that you know we didn't really like or you guys didn't like back in the day. But what do you or how do you guys feel about newer bands putting out uh, like their their covers of older songs and making it like harder, you know, a little heavier, or putting some screamo in there? Or, right. So what are y'all's thoughts on that? I, I, I can't speak for Mike on this, but that's a really good point. And you know, the one cool thing though is if you guys will think all the back to a lot of the 80s bands the cover thing has been going on actually if you really want to go further than that van halen and diver down had a bunch of covers on that newer bands now josh some of it i really love uh, and i'm trying to think mike what's i mean you you think too we've heard so many great covers from newer bands and i'm trying to think of which ones i like and i can't pop them to mind right at the minute well i don't want to throw stuff out but disturbed oh sound of silence covers disturbs computing is great of course we're aging ourselves josh is like what the hell is that but i I get it but you know if people can go out and make a buck 50 or four then do it you know these songs to me if a song if you want to rewrite a song or redo a song it needs to be at least 10 years old it needs to be at least 10 years old right that's that's just me and you know the original artists are getting the royalties so i don't give a crap uh, one of my favorite covers is Simple Man. Shine Down does an awesome version of that. That is yep. a good. That's yep. a really good yep. one. Yeah. And you know what? What's cool is it. It kind of benefits both the the old artists and the new artists, right? So. Oh, absolutely. You know it. Uh, it brings people. You know that just listen to the new artists and. Once they discover, you know, that this is a song by whoever, you know, generally they go back and check out that artist and kind of vice versa. Sure. Right. You're right, Josh. Yeah, you're right. And, then, and that helps the original artist. So, yeah, you're right on, dude. That's so, I listened to a song yesterday. I think it was called, um, it's a, a song by The Fray. Uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, Over My Head or something. I think it was The Day to Remember did a cover of it. Blew me away. Like, I like the original song. It's a little slower. Mm. But then, you know, you add some screaming to it, and it's a whole different like ballgame. and you guys look at what remember when poison redid rock and roll all night so i mean come on oh god i threw up i heard (laughs) that i heard that on sirius fm the other day and even my wife my wife of all people looked at me and she was like really and i'm like yeah poison i'm sorry honey i'm sorry you had to hear that version of rock and roll all night (laughs) 
Have you guys heard that live by Poison? No. I, Thank I've goodness. seen him do it live. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you two right now. Poison, if you watch Poison from the stage, it's a whole different show. Because, yeah, one time... Man, I saw him open for Kiss, and I still yeah, thought they man, sucked. Yeah, see it from the stage. <laughs> yeah, seeing it, seeing it from the stage is a whole different show. That's all I'll say. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I like nothing but a good time. That was a good song. Yeah. Oh, Poison's and, good. Poison's a good party band. They're all I right. love Poison. Yeah, they're all right. All right, I'll let you guys love Poison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. But uh, well, hey, look, we're gonna wrap this show up. Uh, Mike, it's always great to have you on here, Mr. Josh Groves, aka Tommy Thayer. You know we love you, brother, and glad you're on here. And of course, none of this is possible without our man Jaws over here, which we really appreciate. Thanks, Jaws. Sure, dude. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're Thank welcome, you. guys. This is fun. So, anyway, for me and Mike, Josh Groves, Josh Wilhelm, I am having surgery next Wednesday. So, uh, have a good thought. Um, of course, I'm always going to come through everything in flying colors. So, who gives a shit? Of course. I know. Of course. All right, man. You'll until next episode. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We all got your back, dude. I know it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Rippers, uh, stay tuned. And wait, why did I say stay tuned? Okay, that's the end of the show. <laughs>